favorite DJ Deuce is in the building. Let's get this show started. Listen, I'm your host DJ Deuce. I'm with your with my special guest, friend, model, sex and relationship coach, and soon to be author. Emily, how you doing, Em? Good. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Things are busy. Um, I'm not a fan of winter, so winter's around the corner. So I'm a little. Mm, I'm feeling the same. I'm feeling so, the same. So, so you're like me. You're not a big like. Are you like? Are you a winter person in general? Like, do you do skidooing and all that other stuff? Yeah. Okay. I snowmobile. Like, I love it. I do not have one at the moment. I do like that. But other than that, no. I just like maybe the cute socks. Like, I'm wearing like you know. Ah, I'm wearing like cute. Fun oh. socks with my skirts. I'm yes. Good. So you okay? So you managed I, to pull it off. I'm a bikini girl, so that's awesome. I'm. I, I. I. It was probably the age of thirty when I went uh, to play hockey with some friends, and it was fifteen minutes later. My toes were freezing, and I said, "You know what? I'm scrapping winter winter sports. I'm scrapping it all. I don't like this feeling anymore. I, I don't like in, in the winter." You like hot? Yeah, yeah, but I don't want to get out of one. I'm, I'm, I'm like the one that screams very loud. Like you'd be like, who, who's, who's that little girl screaming? It's me that's actually doing the screaming. I do not enjoy winter one bit. I don't like the frozen boogers. I don't like any of that stuff. None I'm, of it. I'm, none of it. None of it. Um, I want to get into it. You're so much that I want to talk to you about. Um, the first thing I want to lead to is in, in, you, you, you're a model. You're, you've been doing some modeling. You obviously do some photo shoots, but like, what inspired you to get in? To into modeling and how long like how long you've been modeling for i've been modeling for a really long time but i did take a break funny enough it sounds kind of creepy but it started when i was really young i was about eight years old nine years old i was in my aunt's old mustang and she had a little red bunny on the side and i said my tante and i'm like what is this yes oh it's playboy and i'm like playboy but mm-hmm. you know, obviously she's sheltering me i'm a, a young child of course it just stayed in my brain and then I got older and I asked her again and she's like, oh, it's a magazine for men. I'm like, a magazine for men. Okay. I'm like, what does that mean? And then she explained it to me very clear. She's like, it's women that are, you know, naked and we're posing for men. Okay. I just, okay. Okay. So then it does just stayed in the back of my mind. And yeah. I'm like, and then I eventually, you know, saw magazines and I finally found one and I'm like, oh, wow. But I didn't feel comfortable being naked, but I like it. Mm-hmm idea like how glamorous the women look they look powerful and they i just there's something about them so i asked my mom eventually if i could go into modeling my mom was against it um you know my mom being very uh private and my dad in his position in the army they just didn't want any of it but i didn't stop until i was probably around 15 finally she let me i did a little bit of modeling i loved it but i was short (laughs) so there was no future for me at the time Eventually, um, uh, it took me having two babies, uh, looking at my body in the mirror and be like, I can do better. And uh, I just found a trainer. She trained me. She's amazing. Jess is just incredible. And uh, and then it just kickstarted from there. I got back into it. Somebody asked me to do a shoot. And then it just snowballed. Wow. Crazy whirlwind of photography. Okay, so um, how tall are you? What's too short? Do we really have to talk about that? No, okay, but what's 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 what would be five feet? I'm five feet, but I wear heels all the time, so I'm technically five five. Because in in your photos, you don't look like you're short. You know what I mean? No, and it's all about knowing your angles and the photographer being you know good with his camera. And how tall do you have to be? What's what's the height? What's the requirement to be able? There's no not anymore. There's no more requirement. Back in the day, you had to be a certain height when you're hitting the runway because they really wanted you to be all one size fits all for for the clothing. Mm. They wanted to, but now with diversity and um, everything, there's no height requirement. At all photography it doesn't matter you can be a short obviously if you're extremely short some clothing might look different on you but of no. course no i know that's a good question no, because i never knew that i guess i guess it'd be easier to if you were a designer to like yeah. does it really matter here's five no, models and oh, okay okay no, okay now it's all because you always see beautiful women you're like are you a model like oh, i'm too short and i'm like well, what kind of giant giraffes do you need running the walkway here i don't get right. it but there's different types of modeling there's editorial there's a fashion show and very true commercials and the and that whatever m does <laughs> m first time you ever like get a photo shoot or something how nervous were you extremely nervous because it, there was no music 
it was quiet and people are staring Ooh, and then yeah. it's a blank wall and that was probably the most uncomfortable i've ever been just ask someone to stand there and start posing with absolutely no ambiance even the photographer was quiet and usually <laughs> they're kind of like you know they, they verbally talk just about <clears throat> mood and there was nothing and oh, that was shit. that kind of i was like that's what modeling is all about and i didn't like it until i start um you know watching a bit of tv and stuff and realizing i'm like no 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 <laughs> that was just a bad experience yeah, I guess so. If your first experience is bad, it could turn somebody off from doing it anything. Yeah, I was just like, I, I just, it took, I, I was thrown off. And then, yeah, uh, I yeah. guess so. Like, what, like, what, so they just tell you to pose a certain way and it's like crickets and then, the, yeah, the well, like, you don't know, like, for anyone, like, even like when you're taking photos with your friends, how many times that you girls, typically girls, we have to redo the photo because one of us is looking awkward or weird. Oh, you can do that? Oh my god. I don't know. I'm just like, damn, I look like an idiot. Let's uh just don't post oh, that one. Oh my god. <laughs> we take like fifty photos just to be like, okay, that one's okay. 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 We got we got the trick now. We understand us guys were just like we just take one and be like, damn man, that one's really bad. Let's just give up on photos for Sometimes the rest I of just evening. I just let it go on my cake. Let just fine. That's fine. You can't <laughs> for me. I don't care. <laughs> so what what do you do? Like what's for you to prepare for a photo shoot? Like what what's what's the process? I think, first of all, I have to be in the mood for it. Uh, I've been Makes saying sense. no a lot this summer, but you have to be in the mood because you want to like portray uh, like emotions and you want to like, and obviously the kind of shoots that I do, um, it's not snowsuits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm modeling snowsuits. So I have to be physically ready and you never feel like you're physically ready. And right now I'm sporting more curves than I've ever had and embracing it right now. But you know, I'm going to get back into my, my hardcore, um, gym routine. So that's what I prepare with obviously is how you feel mentally and physically. Um, and a good spray tan helps. <laughs> it just kind of makes you feel a little bit better. I can see and, that. Um, knowing the theme, like, I don't like coming and then it just goes, Oh, we'll just do whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. What's the vibe uh, today? What? That makes what? sense. So like that I can mentally, it's not like an actor, kind of like an actor, I guess yeah. entering a role. Sometimes I'm like, okay, they're like, oh, glamour something. I'm like, okay, glamour pinup. Then I mm -hmm. kind of, you know, think of Marilyn Monroe and all the classic. I like stuff. that. Um, so yeah, and then clothing. Obviously, I am very blessed with a closet that um, <laughs> has lots of clothing. And I have some wonderful um, people who follow me and they like to send me clothes. Oh, that's and amazing. I love it. I, you know, every, I, and I wear them and it, whenever they do, I will wear that piece of clothing. I'll wear out the shoot and then I'll send them a photo and I thank you every time. Look at you. What's, what's hardcore training? I want to know about your training. It's all, okay. So you don't need to do <laughs> two hours in the gym. It's okay. mostly about creating a lifestyle that you can maintain. And that's what I call her. Cause a lot of times like, Oh, I need to get on a diet. You will fail every time. So it's all about what can you manage every single day? And you have to just treat your body like you're fueling it. And, but we relate food to a lot of emotions. Oh, you know, I deserve it today. I did this. So I'm going to have that piece of cake. Oh, I did this. So for me is really scaling down on the wine, which I love wine and that's <laughs> <Okay>. my, <laughs> my love. I'm just scaling it down and I'm not going to erase anything out of my diet or my nutrition. That's just silly. We got to live and have fun, but, uh, just hitting the gym daily walks. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's all about nutrition though. I have to say. Well, anyone that follows you on Instagram, you're you're very outdoorsy too, right? So you're mm -hmm. always doing something out there, especially you know the paddle thing yeah. in the in the in the in the, uh, in the water and stuff. So you're always pretty athletic. I and... love ice training as much as I hate winter. I definitely love ice training. Damn, man! See, no, I'm mm -hmm. I'm hibernating. I'm I, I, this is where I put on my my bear suit. It's but a wrap it's for so me. good. The benefits of it. Read up to it. I'll share with you after. It's All so right. Good. A, a Wim Hof uh, class, and it was amazing. That is crazy. So, mm -hmm. M. If you would, have you had a favorite photo shoot or is there a photo shoot that you would still love to do? You know, um, and we'll go through some of your pictures while you're talking. Okay. Uh, I love them all. Honestly. Yeah. I'm just so grateful. I work with some amazing photographers. Um, you know, I tried out for Maxim here. Um, I just, every single one of them, I, it's just, they're different. And that's what I ask every time I do a photo shoot with someone, I make sure that it's different um the vibes different that the clothing i never repeat the same clothing uh and uh no as for one that i'd like to do it's my upcoming ones for my book i think it's i'm really going to push the limits okay of, of being comfortable uncomfortable uh 
that's what I'm I'm really excited about. But every single one of them, like I just look at that and I look at the 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 lighting and even the place. And sometimes it's really uncomfortable because it's cold. I've I was a- just going to ask you that. I see you in the water here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're keeping your straight face. Like that's incredible. <laughs> that was windy. That was fun though. Uh, and sometimes you got to see the cars are coming and, and the people are ha- actually have to slow down and a couple of them just stops or honk or like, oh, another Instagram model. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Me. I never thought uh, of that. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And I, I get to travel a couple of times. I go to Toronto for some shoots. That's in my home uh, studio. Uh, I, I just, you know, I really I'm, I'm just really grateful because like all photographers always come up with some really good ideas i bring in up my own ideas and we work together and we create these these shots that you see <laughs> what how long does a photo shot for like a photo shoot normally take uh it varies with the photographer some of them it's literally an hour and a half and you're done we've already done three like outfits and some it's more of a it's a whole day thing it can take up to eight hours for some of them holy shit really yeah the eight hour ones i mean we create a lot of good work but near the end like i'm running out of gas and i'm hungry and i want to i eat. guess so sometimes when you see these photos you're like oh my god em what are you thinking about i'm like food <laughs> <laughs> love it. santa <laughs> i love it you got the christmas theme here yeah eight hours has that been one of your longest ones yes yes and wow. i was just thinking, like at the end i was like enough like i was and I'm always fun to work with. And I, I'm sure every photographer can say that. Like, we always have fun. We always, you know, giggle. But near the end, I was just, like, faded. I just couldn't anymore. I could and, imagine. Yeah. Like, if there's see, only so many posing you can do with a bikini after a while, you're just like, okay. I, I, I've, done, I've done some modeling before, believe it or not. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was 19. Yeah. Um, It was a, my girlfriend at the time, I guess her sister was doing some sort of clothing school I, I don't remember what it was called and uh they're like oh our friend needs a couple models so the two boyfriends of the sisters you know went up we're like yeah we'll go i'll oh, we'll go check it out and paul comes out and he comes out in this nice suit and i was like oh sweet man <laughs> and i'm like what do i get and the guy hands me underwear Oh, and I'm like, oh, and where's that photo? How come that's not displaying right you now? Know, that's why there's no camera phones back then. Thank <laughs> fucking God. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, it was, it was, and I, so I was like, okay, cool. Underwear. I'm like, oh, okay. 19 played football. I was, you know, I was like, yeah, I can do this. No problem. So you practice on this runway, by the way, the runway that we're practicing on and the runway, at the NAC are very different and a lot bigger and a few thousand people. And yeah, so that was my modeling uh, start and in, in, in retirement day. Uh, I ended it that day. I was like, mm, not for me. Not for you. A lot of naked people in the back, just in case you didn't know how we all changed. You're just yeah. turning around. You're like, oh, 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 oh my God. <laughs> There's just, everyone's yeah. just naked back there, just getting ready for their next stop. It was, yeah, that was my experience, my modeling experience. I don't do runway. Um, I've done runway a couple of times. It's just not for me. Oh, it's different, huh? It's, it's not. Different. Yeah. yeah again, I'm short and it just, no, I'm good. I'm good with my take, aim. Take too many steps, you know, or walking down <laughs> the runway. Yeah. I was inside the Victoria's Secret models. You're like, who's I this little kid just running around? I did the fun thing in high school. It was okay. We did like a fashion show, but that was more, but this was the big one. It was a bigger stage. And yeah. Uh, yeah so my, our I friend Paul, I would trip. Our friend Paul got lucky, like I said, with the suit, and I got stuck with the underwear. You know what I mean? It is what it is. So, have you, besides the first time in a quiet experience, have you ever had have any other bad experiences yeah. with photo shoots? Yes, um, and this is where it's really important. Is some people are out there being photographers because they're they just want to see naked girls. Mm, yes. And there's one thing that I'm really strong about is I do not do nudes. I will not do nudes. Um, I think has anyone pushed it? Yes. Wow. multiple times, different, different ways, different ways of asking, uh, you know, even bringing up the money and because a lot of these shoots are paid and there's no money right now that would make me want to yeah. go nude. Why? What's the point? Why do I need to do that? Uh, and I, I just stayed true to myself uh, for that. But yeah, I've definitely had questions even during the shoot that just really at the time when you're a bit younger, you don't have a voice as much as you do a bit later on. Yeah. Uh, but I knew that I, it wasn't right. And some of the questions were just made me uncomfortable, uh, but I didn't follow through. But there is a couple of photographers out there that are still shooting 
uh, and um, they should not be shooting. And you got my Instagram. You just send me a message. If there's a guy that's sending you uh, weird questions about what to wear, just send, shoot me a message. I'll come see you guys. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll beat him up a little bit. Yeah. We'll put some MMA shit on him. But um, I've, it's funny you said that because um, yeah. with me DJing over, over the years, I've DJed a lot of weddings. And I met some photographers that were perverts at the wedding. Yeah, you know, so you know, because usually they'll 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 sit us with a table with the photographer and the wedding coordinator, whatever the case may be, and the photographer will whip out his his camera and be like, and it's just ass shots and boob shots, and I'm sitting there, go looking at him, be like, are you fucking kidding me? You're getting paid, and you're an absolute pervert here. Yeah. So it, it does happen, you know what I mean? Uh, some guys are using that camera for all the wrong reasons, right? So, yeah. But that's just a few. That's not too No, late. no, no, absolutely, absolutely. But those ones are, the, and it's for the younger girls that just jump in and, you know, they just listen. Oh, you'll do so well. Like, trust me, girls, you do not need to take off. Like, yes, of course, some of my, my shoots are pushing the limits sometimes, but there's a way of, like, you know, just covering and still keeping that classy look. Um, but, yeah there's no words if you don't feel comfortable walk out good call you will not be it's not like you're going to be xed no he will be xed there's actually that's right. that we have out there of the photographers that are blacklisted and the girls will talk about it and we have chats yeah because it's the without without you girls or without people you know taking having taking their picture yeah who, who are these photographers nothing right so right exactly uh, you, but it, that's just a small teeny tiny thing no you're right and uh you, I, you can you can tell miles away when they're coming up, you're like, no. So if anybody wanted to take pictures, could they message you and, and, and ask you for recommendations on photographers? Yes, absolutely. And some do. And I will gladly help them out. And I will even guide them to, um, uh, to there's like a forum that we can talk about photographers and how we feel and stuff. Now, the thing is, the only problem with those is like what I feel comfortable with might not be what's comfortable for another girl. So she might, you know, have a bad experience with a photographer, but it's just because sometimes a photographer is more of an um, introvert. You know, he's very talented behind the lens, but yeah. when the lens is down in the bedtime, uh, bedtime, <laughs> bedside manners are not the best. And it's just about, but if you're not comfortable, walk out. There's nobody who's keeping you there. That's cool. Walk out. You're fine. You'll find some work. So, um, so what are your goals when it comes to modeling? Right now, like you mentioned before, I'm writing a book and that's my biggest goal is to create these images for the book um, that are really going to create emotion and um, and I really have to get in the zone for that and I'm getting ready. It's like it's like I'm preparing for a fight and preparing for, you know, this yeah, big event. So that's what I'm working on right now is to get outside of my comfort and that's what I'm excited about. But other than that, I, of course, I'd like to do another cover of a magazine. Mm -hmm. that's, that's fine. I've done two so far, two or three. Um, but no, I'm just, I don't have major huge goals. Other Right now, it's the book. The, oh. the photography for the book is the biggest goal. That's pretty cool. I think you'll still hit another magazine by far. Yeah, I, you, you have no doubt. You you worked really hard. So you're, you're, you're well on your way. Now, another thing that caught my attention when we first met is that you're a sex and relationship coach, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so now, how did you become a sex relationship coach, and what makes you qualify is qualified as one? Okay, so now to make it clear, there's a difference between a sex and relationship coach and a therapist. People still call me a therapist. I am not a therapist, so there's okay. a huge difference. I started when I was in my teens. Sounds funny. I found a, a book. Long story short, found a book, started reading about it, and I realized that as teens, we didn't have much information. We didn't have the internet. You know, that's I'm, right. So we didn't have quite the internet and searching on, you know, when your computer's at home and your parents are behind, it just makes it awkward. And um, so I start reading, start helping out some people. And uh, I really got into it. Um, I got caught by the teacher. And uh, anyways, <laughs> and then she's like, you shouldn't be doing that. Hold um, on a sec. You got to get more. What do you mean? Like, were you like taking over a classroom? What were you doing? Uh, no, I, I, I was meeting sometimes like we had like down the stairs, there's like a little area. Yeah. Or and in the girls' bathroom. I'm okay. Girls and we talked. But the teacher heard me in class because I was pretty bold sometimes. So I would just turn around and be like, okay, so what happened? And then the teacher's like, whoa, whoa. Em. I was like, <laughs> and, uh, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm just helping out. I'm like, that's it. And and then she was just kind of, okay, you can't you can't do that. Just call it the art of shopping in French, l'art de magasinage. So mm -hmm. we call it l'art de magasinage. So I was talking about shopping, but really we were talking about. That's awesome. 
you know. (laughs) So anyways, that always stayed in me. And then I really wanted to be a sex therapist. But I had a teacher that came up to me. He's like, you know, you have to be smart to be a sex therapist. And I'm like, yep. And then because we had issues at school because he um, he would always complain because I was wearing skirts and most girls were wearing pants. So it was like that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. That didn't help. Uh, and uh, so I went in healthcare, worked in healthcare for 17 years, but I was always really into the whole relationships, sex coaching and helping people out in that. Um, and uh, during COVID, uh, I decided to uh, take my life coaching and then I just kind of branched off and, uh, you know, start working in sex and relationship coaching. So, like, give me an example. Like, why would someone need a coach? Um, okay. So, someone needs a coach when they want, like, they want to help themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can't come up to me and be like, I need help. Tell me what to do. That's that's a therapist. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a coach. I'm there to reach your goals, try to help you. What's uh, up? Okay. So, let's say... I'm going to use my typical one because I have a lot of these. Uh, you know, uh, a client of mine comes in, my wife doesn't want to do a threesome or my wife doesn't want to have sex with me or my husband only wants to have sex with me and I'm not in the mood. So, which is, a, you know, we hear that. Yeah, sounds typical, yeah. Married for a few years. Uh, so, okay, well, all right. So t- tell me about it. Like, let's talk about it. Like, what are your goals? Well, you know, I, I don't understand why she doesn't want to have sex with me. And then we, we start digging. Okay, well, back it up. What's going on? And then you see, well, you're always at work. And then so she starts learning to, you know, entertain herself by going out with the girls or mm-hmm. shopping and something. And you're, there's no more romance. And, you know, you have to always date. And that's what people don't understand. It's like you got to keep dating and keep it exciting, you know, and a little bit of mystery. I'm not saying lying and cheating. I'm just saying mystery, you know, like. You don't need to pee with the door open, <laughs> you know, kind of <laughs> at the beginning of a relationship. But I know we get comfortable with like, you know, with your partner, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But you have to always keep in mind you want to treat them just like you did at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, you it's for- really hard, like work, children, you know, stress, life, of course. But so I'm there to just kind of like dig up some of those past emotions that you push down and you forget about. Um, and then sometimes it's just about confidence and, and and just helping somebody boost their confidence. Well, I haven't had a girlfriend in three years. I don't know how, or, and it's just like, okay, well, let's work with that. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's as simple as, you know what, I haven't been working out. I don't feel my best. I'm eating like shit. And mm. I need to, so with my background in like fitness and stuff, like I can kind of like, I have so much empathy towards people because I've been through it all. Uh, not everything, but I've been through quite a few things in my life that I'm able to relate and I can, I can feel what they're feeling. Uh, and sometimes somebody just wants to be heard and that's the biggest part. Right. And, uh, you know, people are so quick at giving, oh, well, just stop dating that person. Well, you can't tell that to a heart. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. 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 It makes sense on paper. makes sense when you're reading it. Yeah. Tell that to your heart as different. So we try to just work with that. I just found like with relationships, I find when people end up tying the knot and they say I do it's almost like it was the peak the pinnacle of their relationship I find they just the comfortability hits hits a plateau almost of like no more worries or I don't have to impress this person that's what I've witnessed over like you know I'm 41 and I see people I'm like you know what I mean they're they're starting to look miserable and I'm sitting there going like I do that was it like you're not trying any harder you're not gonna like you were saying, bring, you know, go on dates or I, I, yeah, keep it fun. Bring yeah. it like some interesting stuff. Hey, but, I do know? means try harder, man. Keep, yeah. keep this going. I totally agree with you. But now you being, uh, you know, being a coach, has this ever helped you in your own relationships? Yes, but I'm human and I have a heart and it's hard sometimes to talk to your heart, but it's sometimes it just makes it easier to understand, you know, and, and sometimes you're in denial. And as much as you have it all in front of you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and sometimes all I need is to be heard as well. Has and a guy ever said, Emily, stop coaching me? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just asking. But yeah, no, I, I work with a lot of women too. Yeah. Um, I haven't been advertising it a, a lot. I've um, just been really busy with stuff, but I work with a lot of women and I love working with men, women a lot. Uh, they bring a different perspective. Guys. I love you guys. Be nice. <laughs> they come in, like they come in with like, uh, it, it just makes you think more and, and I can relate. And I, I learned from them too. I learned from every single client that I have. 
That Every makes sense. Uh, yeah, love now, it. Now, who, like, if someone came up to you, is there is there a type of person that just can't be helped, even though they're asking for it? Yes. Now, and what they don't want to help themselves. The ones that ask the same questions, we come up with a plan, they come back the next week, and nothing's changed. Yeah. Um, and and then at the end, I realized they just they just want to talk. So that's Makes all they sense. need. So and so I cannot have my agenda towards them as much. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy needs it's very obvious. He needs to do this and this and this. That's my agenda. And that's when, again, humans. So you have to put that aside. And as a coach, you're just there to guide that person. Right. You're just you're, you're I'm just helping them maneuver through their life. Um, but I'm not there to put any pressure um, unless this person's really honest with me. Like, no, I want you to be like this. And I'm like, I will be like this. But I follow you. This is your life, not mine. Uh, you're waking up in the morning with us, not me. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, there's some people that are just, they just come in. They just want to talk. That's fine. <laughs> that's what you want for your, your session with me. That's cool. Now, what, what type of, like, what quick advice do you have for anyone that's listening right now for their relationships or for anything in general? I think it's being true to yourself. You know, like a lot of times, like when people, I see that often, people enter a relationship and they change because they yeah. want to please that person so much. And then you start going away from who you are. Bring it back to basic. Who are you? Remain you. Be authentic. And it's really hard in the world where everything is fake. And we have social media that surrounds us and what we think we need to. And, you know, the timeline, I'm 30 or I'm 40. I need to have children. I need to have this. Yeah. I Enough. Just back to basic. Who are you? What do you want? And what is your why? And which are really hard to find. But once you truly know who you are in any relationship, you're going to feel confident. And even though some relationship might hurt, take it as a learning experience. And of course, it's so easy for me to say it right now. And it's, you know, we, like I said, we all have hearts. But mm -hmm. if you just remain true to who you are, of course, you're going to get influence. Like if let's say I'm dating a guy that's really into hockey and it's not my thing. But because I see the enjoyment and the passion, then it becomes mine a little bit. I'm not being fake. It's just I want to share that with you. Maybe I won't know, you know, who's being traded and who's, yeah. a, who's a free agent, blah, blah, blah. Mm. <laughs> but I'm interested and I will go to a game with you because I, I see that it brings you joy and I want that. That's not me being fake. It's just me being involved and wanting to, to learn. And that's another thing. Just if you're with someone, you know, be interested also in their things. If you're not, and you're like, oh, I hate everything, then why are you guys together? <laughs> right? Yeah, I get <laughs> that. Yeah. Bring your guy to Sephora and like make him go shopping with you and buy some makeup. But, like, but if the guy wants to come with you, sure. But, you know, like just enjoy the little moments. Mm, I like mm -hmm. that. That's some good advice for sure. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned it a few times. Yes. You're writing a book. Yes. Uh, even from the second that we've met, you mentioned this book. Mm -hmm. Now, what inspired you to write this book? Holding what is it about? Thing. <laughs> That's my manuscript. My Look at book. you. Look at you. So what inspired you to do this? And what is it about? Okay. So early 20s, I start realizing that people were always interested in listening to my stories and real life stories. And one day, uh, a woman approached me and she was a, a ghostwriter. And she's like, if you ever want me to ghostwrite, I will write your stories in a book. And I didn't know what ghostwriting meant. I was like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. like, I can't understand. Uh, and then obviously I, I figured that out. And I'm like, writing a book. I'm like, that's not for me. I'm like, I'm not a reader. I like pictures and I like, I'm more of a hands-on kind yeah. of book. And then it just kind of, you know, stories accumulated. I started writing random things and I had like binders and, and like little books everywhere in the house. And I would write my like whatever something happened because people didn't believe me like that. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. And some, some of them were witnesses. And uh, so it's just an accumulation. And one day I did a photo shoot uh, and, and I met an, a, a guy who was writing a book. So I was so inspired. I'm like, Oh, you're writing a book. And it just snowballed from there. The photographer approached me like, I've always wanted to do a, a book with photos. And I'm like, cool. He's like, would you ever model for it? I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. I want to write a book. And then it just it just happened. So that was in two years ago. And then all of a sudden I realized, I'm like, I have so much material here, but now becoming a writer when you're not a writer is probably the biggest challenge I've ever had in my life, but I'm so proud. I finished it. Now, like what's the process? What was your process? Cause I know you're busy. You know what I mean? A mother, you're running around, you're always doing something. What was so, the process of you writing this book and how long did it take? Uh, it took me two years on and off. 
Mm -hmm. and a lot of tears, a lot of bottles of wine, a lot of on the road. I, I traveled a lot. I traveled because that's when I'm alone with my thoughts and there's nobody around me and you can't, you shouldn't be texting and driving, right? So it was just me and my music. And then all wow. of a sudden things start sparking and I was just like, I have a story to tell, but I'm going to do it in a different way. So this book is is an experience. It's a, it's a media of experience, but it's also, it's a book that will have um, some very different elements to it and it's going to be coming out soon and I'm so excited but the process is very hard for me to sit down and literally I had to like I had a board up with the time the date and how many words that I write yeah that's the only way I could see because I'm so visual and I'm so goal-oriented and I had to see oh I only wrote 2,000 words no I can do 10,000 and then I Jesus Christ. but then sometimes then sometimes just like my eight hour shoots, like I'm just drained at the end and I just didn't like it. And then some days I would write maybe for five minutes and I would cry too much about it. Some days I would write two days straight, didn't change my clothes, no showers, nothing, like leave me alone. It's definitely a roller coaster of emotion. See, it's funny because you always mention you, you I, I, for me, like, because, you know, obviously social media will, will bring out, we can, we can show anybody what we want people to see. Right? right. So when you say crying, I ever, I can never see you cry. You always seem like you're so inspiring, always happy, always on the go, always, you know what I mean? Like full of energy. So when you say oh, I was crying for me, and like, it's like, what do you, what do you mean you're crying? I, like, I cry in between. Those <laughs> I love it. Okay. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, Worst horrible. I'm not an actress. Um, no. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like I, you know, I did battle a lot of demons writing this book. Uh, you know, I, I, I do have sometimes a little bit of like down moments and, you know, down on myself, lots of negative talk. And that's in the moments that I feel the most vulnerable. And that's the times that I needed to go right. Um, and yeah, I, I do. I, I do. I'm not, I'm not perfect. Um, now, am I always happy? That's this is um, I'm usually I'm very grateful for everything and I'm very mm -hmm. good. But there's some moments that I'm in my car that I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And I cry a few seconds, but I learned how to cry so my mascara doesn't leak. Something. Look at <laughs> you! Look at you! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any any time throughout these two years of writing that you ever thought about just saying fuck it? Yeah, every day. Really? Every day because it is like I said, like I'm not a writer. Like, you know my yeah my my sister talented human she's a writer she's good and she's just you know and i'm the oh i'm the model oh i'm the sex coach i'm the you know mm -hmm. whatever I'm, well i'm an event planner decorator like everything is hands-on all of a sudden this is brains this is me thinking and i'm french and i wanted to write in english because it's easier but all of a sudden i'm like ah seeing my writing on paper completely changed my perspective i'm like ah, should i listen more in english class but it's not a skill that i have but i'm a storyteller and there's a difference so i have to gain confidence by meeting a few people that just said start writing stop thinking just mm, write, okay. write 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 from the heart uh and the rest you know i just needed you know people help me with like some parts of it just editing but yeah that's what i was gonna ask i was like does someone else over overlook it and help you edit it or? oh yeah for sure yeah. uh you know it, it's there, uh, every book needs an editor that's right that's right <laughs> or editor <laughs> that's a lot of work uh but yeah it, but it's my word. It's my, it's my thought process. Everything is mine, except it's going to be <laughs> no mistakes. So correct. two years in, what was your biggest obstacle? I think because a lot of it is true. Okay. You know, so you're putting so, a lot of it out there is what you're saying? Yeah. And I think it's reliving some of the moments that yeah. probably for me, like the, I thought were going to be the best moments of my life turn out to be the biggest lessons of my life. Wow. And, and it's so Cause like creating a fake story is easy, but mm -hmm. often when you're, you're, you know, you went through some of this, of course, you know, this, I, I, I hid people's identity and things like that yeah. are, are based on other people's stories. So it's kind of like a hybrid of nonfiction fiction. Okay. Yeah. Right. And it's not so much a biography. It's, it's told through Austin's eyes. Her, Austin May is the main character of this okay. book. And she wants to know if there's more to life than a nine to five job talking about the weather and the missionary position. Not that there's anything wrong with the missionary position, but she wants to know. So in her quest of trying to find there's such a thing as true love, she gets herself in these like sex capades, adventures, heartbreak, roller coaster. But throughout the whole entire book, and there's an underlying um, kind of theme, it's depression. 
and uh, something, okay. there's mental illness in here. And that's something that is so, it's starting not to be as taboo, but it still is, you know? Yeah. Um, you have a broken arm. Oh my God, poor you. Are you okay? What can I do for you? Oh, I'm sad today. I'm not happy. Oh, well, you know, Suck you have a things. You have a, you have a yeah, house for your it's house. True. It's true. It's true. Shut up. And it just, that doesn't work with me. So I really kind of want to put it in there. So hopefully some people can, can, can connect. Now, how do you deal with that with mental illness? Like, because me personally, I shut down a little bit. I'm, I'm more. I need to be by myself to gather my thoughts and plan you out know, my shit. I, I remember the day that I had my first day of like depression, and I didn't know what it was. I was undiagnosed mm. celiac. Not that I'm saying there's a there's a connection, but if you read on some parts, there's a. And I was undiagnosed, eating wheat, not feeling good. And then one day it was beautiful outside, and I'm so outdoorsy, and I was in bed with blankets, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. And then it just like it, it made me feel like completely like it, it was wrong for me. I wasted a day. How dare I? And then the, the negative self talk started to like accumulate, snowball into yeah. like. Uh, now I mean I I've tried it all, and I think at the end of the day is is knowing and being aware and not denying it. And I was in denial. I'm like, no, I'm happy, girl. Everybody knows I'm happy. No, yeah. this girl's not always happy. This girl's struggling. And it's coming to terms and being open with it. You know, I'm now open with it. Like, no, I, I'm having a bad day. I'm sad. And it, I'm not saying that my whole life sucks. It's just this moment sucks. Absolutely. I'm I get that. Owning it. Who cares? Yeah. Own it. I have depression sometimes. I do. I do. And it's okay. I, yeah. I work through it. But treating your body right will help you quite a bit. If you're like, eh, and then I just stand your blankets. Or if I go outside and go for a walk or I go to the gym, definitely serotonin dopamine things like that will shake around and you'll feel good couldn't agree with you more so what's the name of your book and you you have a you have a release date planned so the name of the book right now is being trademark so i will be releasing it really soon and i'm actually having a meeting tomorrow um it's exciting i'm gonna have a trailer for the book coming out which i'm so excited because you don't see that often no no, no. trailer coming out for the book then the title will be released it's just right now with um the lawyer stuff i can't say the name but trust me i'm in love with the name maybe i'm obviously it's mine but i'm I'm gonna be like this is the name what the hell's going on and i hyped it up there's a little spicy word in it and the canadian laws and u.s laws when it comes to trademarking is a little bit trickier so we're just working on that right now but i came up with something really cool i'll tell you offline i'm sure you're gonna love it and uh yeah but i'm you'll be the first one when i release it i promise you'll be the first one I, I definitely, and don't get me wrong, we'll promote the shit out of your book on 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 the on our podcast. Don't get me wrong. We, every time I some, someone does, does our podcast, it's it's family. You know what I mean? Anything yeah. we can do to help somebody out, that's okay. what we're all about. You know what I mean? Thank you. But uh, like for, for like, so now like this this is exciting news. Like you yeah. know, now, what have you have it now? The next game plan would be to promote your book, right? Do you have do you have that lined up? Do you have do you have ideas for that? So right now, so. The book is written. That was the biggest goal. And the thing is, was the hardest part is I had to walk away from it for two months. Mm -hmm. Everybody said, walk away from the book, walk away from the book. So I did. Now I'm back into it, uh, working hopefully with a a publicist. Yeah. Is it publicist? I forgot the word. Publisher. 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 Okay. My brain. Um, But I'm debating between a publisher and self-publishing. So that's where we're at. Um, And then we're working on the trailer and then shooting and videography. That will be fairly quick because that doesn't take too long. Okay. Uh, Putting the whole thing together. So I'm hoping like, and that's one part that was really hard for me was like pushing the deadline and people putting pressure on me like, oh, it's been a year. How come your book is not out? I'm like, oh, where's your book? And I hasn't even started. And I'd be like, and get all defensive. And now I'm just like learning that some some writers it takes them five years, but my book is different, right? It takes a long time to write a book, especially when you're busy. And nobody has a gun to my head. Like this is me, my goal. But some yeah. people very personal. Be like, well, you should be doing this every day. And I'm like, who are you? Are you paying me? Like, calm down. So that put a lot of pressure on me. And I I got really like I start hating the book for that. And then I had to like literally quiet all the voices and be like, this is my goal. And I think it's because I was so excited about it. I mean, people excited. And that's why they're like, well, where is it? Oh, I can't wait. And I'm like, oh my God, I put so much pressure on myself talking. You almost, about it it was almost not worth mentioning it till it's almost done almost, right? Like, yeah, right. But it's okay. It pushed me. I did it. Um, but now it's just, I'm hoping, but I'm, we're going to set goals uh, as of tomorrow. So I'm really excited. I'm hoping by uh, early spring, 
um, even earlier than that. It'd be wow. great if it was for Valentine's Day. Oh, shit. After, eh? No, after. Valentine's Day is its own thing. But maybe like when it's kind of gloomy and cold outside. Yeah. For all my Canadian fellow Canadians. Oh, yeah. Warm us up in the best possible way. And there we go. <laughs> spicy book though so and the book is coming out soon what what you're you're very goal oriented yeah. you're very driven what what what's your what's next for you uh well mm-hmm. obviously after the book like hopefully all of you guys will read it and uh you know we're gonna market the book like crazy but i think my next uh, goal is to fight uh a, a boxing match or fight for the cure <laughs> Look at, look at, let's see guys this is what you get you get you get someone that will tell you you know how to work on your relationship she's gonna pose for you and then beat your ass and write a book about it you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> that's crazy i'll take pictures twos and videos too <laughs> yeah no, i'm really excited i've always had a thing for um martial arts ufc fighting boxing and um i think boxing i just love the like discipline put behind it and the whole it's a challenge and if it's i've never done it before i mean i've done fitness competition i've been in fitness industry for a while um nothing serious like i just did my own thing but now i think this is a that this would be a really great goal to have and see so i'm gonna try out in february i think let's give it a try and see how that goes look at this i love that you're you're probably with one of the most interesting people i've ever met in the most positive way i'm telling you because you never know what you're gonna get with them you never know know. know, know. one day and then you get whooped the next day it's crazy i like it though i want to ask you i want to ask you five random questions so people get to know you a little better okay Besides the three main subjects that we talked about, yes. What else are you passionate about? Sewing. Sewing. Yeah, I, it's hidden, but this is my sewing room. I love to craft and sew and decorate. Like I think it's it's together. I I'm a I'm an event planner, decorator. I've been doing it for over fifteen years. Wow. Absolutely love it, and uh, I'm about to like showcase my home soon like usually i have like about nine christmas trees uh nine this year i toned it down because i did it a different style um i, I want i because i was so busy with the book also but then my kids were like man we did nine can we do ten i'm like well, oh <laughs> the bar went too high but no it's fully decorated <laughs> more than you know That's one crazy. should decor sewing love sewing costumes i was just gonna say that you are doing your own you do your own you usually do your own halloween costumes right yeah. Yes. Wow! Yeah, love it. That's my passion. I think sewing is 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 an art that people are not doing anymore, and no one knows how to fucking sew. But yeah. you know, I'm gonna cool. take some classes some more. I want to like learn how to do like more intricate work, and I maybe support some of my crazy. Clothes. No, that's that's awesome. I, I remembered you putting your your Halloween costume together. Remember, you weren't too you weren't too happy at first. Is that what it was? Is that true? It's because of the wings. I try to do this wings, and I'm like, maybe I was gonna do this way. It's like ironing stuff, and I did not follow the instructions. Because I'm like, no, I want it this way. Yeah, I pulled a guy on this one. Yeah, I was just—that's what I was doing. I was like, that's exactly what I would have done. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. The instructions are meant for you girls, and the instructions are meant for us not to follow and fuck it up. We'll fail. And I was so like ashamed. I was like, I failed. And then I'm like, okay, let it go. You can just store by it. It's fine. That's awesome. So, what do you enjoy doing for fun? For fun. Um, so many things, but if you say I'm, I'm love just, um, non-planned things. If somebody just calls me up and like, Hey, uh, yes, you watch a football yeah. game? even though I don't really like football that yeah. much. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. Spontaneous. I love being outside outdoorsy. Um, yeah. Put me outside. I'm happy. That's awesome. Does Emily besides sewing have any secret talents? Oh, secret talents. Anything that you do that no one really knows that you do, that you're good at. And good with cars, racing. I used to race dirt bikes, motorcycles, but some people know that. Uh, but it's not, it's not a talent. It is pretty, uh, it's pretty good. I think my talent is, or my secret is that I can do a lot of random things. I can garden, sow, change my own oil, change my tires. I can fix things, build things, push things. Who are you? You're Wonder Woman. Who? What is this? I can't do brain surgery. I haven't tried, but if there's somebody out there that like me to try on them. Yeah, there's a few. I got a few people that you might, you, you can't fail, so we'll give it a shot, you know? Yeah. No, but I think that's my secret is that I, like, I can easily learn something very quickly. If, mm-hmm. if somebody can take the time and teach me, yeah. I got it. 
That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned that you're a big fan of like mixed martial arts and stuff. Yeah. Did you do you have any favorite fighters that you loved watching or do enjoy watching today? Yeah, I love watching females. Of course, like the the classic, the GSP and stuff like that. But I really enjoy watching women fight. Is it incredible? They're incredible fighters. Aren't they amazing? It's, like, an, it's insane. It being in such a male dominant sport and now seeing more and more female fighters, uh, it just warms my heart. Like it just, and that just gives me the drive. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. I want it. But I mean, at 40 years old, I don't think a girl can start <laughs> just randomly do that. But I can appreciate and I, I, I watch. I love uh, Rose or Rosa. She's just an incredible. Like just, nope. she's just a small, tiny beast of a woman, and I love it. The women have more heart and passion in that octagon. That that's what I see. Uh, right. They they give it out. They give out everything they have in in that octagon. I will watch a woman's fight in the UFC over a men's fight any day. Yeah. Any day. I'm a I'm a big fan. Uh, I think they did it right at first by bringing in Ronda Rousey because it brought some excitement of how she was just destroying women in eight seconds, 10 seconds. You're like, holy yeah. shit, who is this? And then watching her lose was like, <gasps> like you were just like, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Following her so closely. Yeah, I love so it. it was such of like, for me, it was just like, there were, you were drawn to it now. You're just like, someone's better than her. And then, yeah. and then Holly Holmes loses. And then the women's division just blows up. You know what I mean? It's insane how, how, how crazy I'm inspired to go. I want to do like that boxing. I want, I just wanted to go through the motions and seeing how it is to, to train like a fighter. And it's not just about like, Ooh, I had the rage inside. It's technique and it's, it's the discipline uh, also, right? It's also like, it's the thinking and the, and the psychology behind it. Like, okay, if I do this, what's going to happen. And I I really want to challenge myself. It's not about just like, Oh, I'm just going to hit her face. It's no, like, think you got to cover yourself she what happens if she goes this oh way, yeah this way like i love it all and i'm so excited to, to to try this have you ever been to a ufc event um no uh well i had the tickets and everything i just decided not to go long story look um, at you I'll just, yeah you know the guys that wanted to go yeah i got yeah. your tickets you I know. Know. <laughs> I know. Some people would kill me but uh just didn't feel right but um in the venue that i work at we had um we had a night not too long ago that we had a lot of martial arts and kind of it was no um it was more grappling yeah but it was really interesting we saw some really good fighters um a lot of local fighters and it was really i loved it i bartended and i just like the whole time i'm like yeah one oh, second oh i do yeah 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 you yeah, posted that i remember watching yeah, that yeah really good and the women some women were unreal so i was just there like the whole time like yes such a big fan it is, it is, it, it, the, to see where the sport has started mm-hmm. to where it is now, it's, it's incredible, but you're right. Like mentioning like back in the day, the GSPs and stuff, uh, yeah. you know, I loved it back then too. I, and I always talk to my friends about this. The reason why I think we loved it back then, just not that we don't love it now. It's just back then it was almost like one event every month and a half, two months. Right. everyone got together to watch it now there's like three or four a month almost it's hard to follow like that's it like some people are like who are you following and i'm like i don't know like i missed it for three months and it's like things and change. the champs all switched they all switched up they're they're all different right where you know chuck liddell gsp anderson so they all kept their belts for a while so there was a champion that was there for a bit yeah, not like saying that the sports part. is worse now it's just the competitiveness is insane yeah. that yeah. you're lucky if a champion defends his title twice you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it's a different but you're it's just every week there's an event going on and i'm like there's a there's a one on december 10th that i want to check out there's a um the youngest ufc fighter that ever signed with them it's an 18 year old kid that's actually fighting on that card so i'm yeah i'm looking forward to that i'm definitely i have to i have to check this out and you know what he has a messed up nose and ears so you know this kid's been through enough already i you, <laughs> you can't fight someone that has fucked up ears i know you, like be smart if you're walking down the street and you see those cauliflower uh, cauliflower ears like no no, oh, man. Give the guy a high five and keep walking, man. <laughs> Fuck that shit. So, Em, where do you see yourself in the next five years? In five years, uh, probably uh, writing my second book. Hopefully the first one went well. And because of the, how different it is, I'm hoping that's going to spark some some interest. And uh, so that would be really awesome. Um, deep down inside, I would really like to... Um, own my own venue for uh events mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm a huge decorator at heart. I decorate, I eat decorations for breakfast. Literally, I have sparkles everywhere. So I sleep with glue sticks in my <laughs> like I just I'm just like a random lady with like scissors and glue sticks. I would really like to have a venue, uh, not a big one, but a small one, but that's yeah. completely different in, um, in, in the city and uh, offering like smaller, more like gatherings or or I'd like to own my own um, mimosa slash breakfast place. Oh yeah, yeah. I love mimosas. Love breakfast or brunch. For events that for events that you talk about, event planning yeah. and stuff. What what's your favorite type of events to plan? Of course, I I do love weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've DJed and been a part of over five hundred weddings. But I think I'm getting. It's the same thing all the time you know the I, I love my brides but when they come in and they show me like celebrity weddings and then they just want to get everything for cheap i'm like you it's impossible you can't get these flowers for like this cost and uh, <laughs> that's a little bit frustrating but i do love smaller things like i love specialty birthdays um you know showers just like nice uh, gatherings but for sure i love the big events the weddings what's your favorite have- venue so far that you've been to for, for, for as an event planner? Mm. Uh, there's a couple in the city that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I can appreciate all of them for different looks. Like, I'm, I, you know, I used to be into the, the whole country look, but mm-hmm. I'm not anymore. I'm kind of over it, but I love mm-hmm. it. I don't know. I think it, they're all bringing something really different. Um, I mean, my family just sold their business. Uh, oh. and, uh, and, you know, so I worked there for 15 years and that was great. Um, a little bit, it was Italian. It was beautiful. Uh, Where's, which, which venue is this? That was Tudor Hall. Oh, no way. Yeah. Have you been? Yes. DJ there about three times. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, now I feel like it's, I want to have my own, but yeah, Tudor Hall is definitely, um, in the city for, cause I, I as a DJ, right? Like I, I, I everywhere. I DJ everywhere, and I look. I look at different stuff. I'm 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 weird. I look at for me. I look at proper setup for DJing, proper setup for head table. I look for um, parking's important, obviously, when it comes to events. Right, that's like, annoying. The parking, of course. Like you, you, I, you know that Salasan on 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 Preston. Like yes. I go to set up during the day, and then I'm driving around the city looking for parking to come back at night. I'm like losing my shit. Right, so it's annoying. So yeah. I I look at food. You know, I've tasted all the food around the city. Tudor Hall was definitely and on the on the top scale of of all that. Um, I, 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 you know, I don't. I'm not here to bash the ones I don't like, but I always ask people like, "Yo, come talk to me before you pick a venue." Um, yeah. There's some hidden gem, gems out there for me. For sure. Oh my um, god! Like you don't have to stick to a hall when no. you're married, and that's think outside the box. Like there's so many different venues or. Uh, avenues in, in, in yeah i'm not one for pushing a hall like when i say i want my own venue i'm not sure what the look of it i want mm-hmm. but i definitely wanted something a little bit darker i used I to love i used to love a venue like i because yeah, after fuck, i don't know how long i dj'd weddings for it was, it was it was a very long time i went from nightclubs to to, to weddings oh, and wow. back, back back to nightclubs and then i finished it off in the nightclub i finished up the nightclub not like the money was any better it was more from to rechange my sanity of keep doing weddings. I, I didn't want to be in that mode anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, I loved when I used to talk to a venue and, and I explained to them like, you know, like you need, you know, it'd be cool if you had uplighting or, you know, like I remember when I, I have you heard of the Belvedere in Wakefield? Yes, but I've never been. Oh, see, I, I 22 times in one season I was there. Like I was, yeah, I, I must've DJed there a hundred times. Seems beautiful. Oh yeah. Jessica's great, great ownership. And first time I went there, the hall was made out of concrete. So when I DJed, First of all, she had her own speakers. And I'm I'm always skeptical. If I'm the DJ, I want to test out your speakers because your sound's gonna reflect on me, right? Yes. And if your speakers are not very good, I'm gonna bring my own. So I called her one day. I never met her. I called her. I said, Do you mind if I come plug in my equipment just to test it out for five minutes? I want to see what you guys have. And I get in there and she has JBL speakers and the speakers are fantastic. And she's like, of all the DJs, you're the only one that ever went out of their way to check to see how the, how it sounds. Well, that shows like, how like passionate and you can Yeah, e- exactly. Work. Because I said, well, listen, no offense on you. If your speakers suck, it reflects on me. 
You yeah. know what I mean? So you can't be like, oh, sorry guys, it's not my speakers. It doesn't. Yeah, they're gonna be like the DJ and the sound sucks. No one gives a shit about who owns what. Yeah. So, so I plugged that in, and I remember I I do my first wedding there, and she's like, so what do you think? And I said, faka. I go, who stuck your sub up there? And she's like, I did. I was like, no, your sub needs to be on the floor. Oh, I said, and and I said, and it echoes a bit. Mm. Um, it's there's too much concrete. And then next time I came, she actually had um sound panels all around the room. Really? So you can tell that was an owner that actually cared. You know what I mean? What can I do to improve my venue? And I was just, I sat there and I was like, holy shit, you fixed it right away. She's like, no, you were right. You know what I mean? She was like, I had an idea, but then I needed other expertise in certain areas to fix. I wasn't shocked. I was like, that's when I knew uh, she gave a shit. And when someone cares, it's nice to work for a venue that cares. It was, it was really, really cool. I like that. But if you ever have a chance to check that out, I'm a dude, um, I'm a guy, um, Poor Emily might might decorate the whole hall. I can't really see because I'm a guy. I'm, I don't see these, these these details. But when I went to Belvedere and I saw it's over a cliff. Right. And if it rained, like so the gazebo's over a cliff and people get married in the gazebo. Or if it rains, she has a room inside the building that overlooks the cliff with glass. Like even the backup plan is wow. You know what I mean? I was just like, damn. I was like, this place is nice. So as a dude, that was one of the first places where I'm just like, Oh my God, this is, this is insane. Like, you know what I mean? So it caught my attention. It's funny. Cause I've been to another venue one time. I met up with the uh, bride and groom at the venue to talk about how things are going to look. And I love women. You guys notice everything, right? She comes over to me and she's like, I don't like the carpet. And I was like, the carpet. And I looked down. I was like, I never fucking noticed this carpet. It is ugly. I noticed carpets. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it was, it's I, I begged the funeral to change your carpet. I'm like, change the carpet. Oh, now. it's hilarious. I was just <laughs> like, damn, man. Good for you. Like, yeah, this carpet is ugly. But I, I must have been at this place like 10 times. I never noticed no goddamn carpet, right? It's like. What about drama? Drama at a wedding? Isn't there like so much drama at weddings? <sighs> yes. You seen it? No, I see like, like I see everything in the, like, it's just, holy oh. crap. The, stress, the, one, the pressure. The- there was one at the Nordic Spa. Okay. I did, first time, only time. They actually don't do weddings anymore after this wedding. <laughs> we go to the Nordic Spa and they're not set up for weddings. Like the food's taking fucking ultra long to come out, right? And the... Um, so they feed up, they feed the DJ first, surprisingly, because usually we, we're pretty we're pretty last and then they want us to DJ while there's some food in my mouth. So yeah. But they feed us first. And the groom is from England, so he is all the Englands. Are, they, you know, they're all the Brits are there, and they, these guys know how to drink. By the way, they know how to party. They're partying on tables, and this place is destroyed. Okay, and but the service sucked. So I see the groom, and the groom's like, uh, "My like, how, how you know how was the rest of the night?" He goes, "Well, I asked him like, I think you guys should give us a discount on like our our venue. Like the fucking food took forever. The service sucked. Blah blah." And they're like, "Cool, we'll give you a discount." But here's the list of stuff that broke. There's toilets and tables. Yeah, like, so they just end up calling it even. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, okay, let's just walk and go our separate ways. But yeah, yeah the bathrooms are smashed up. And yeah, but it was it was a nice spot. But <laughs> not after that. But uh, yeah, I know. I've seen, I've seen cousins. I've seen the cousin that, you know, the cousin that shouldn't have been invited. Oh. Your, mom, your mom made them, made you invite them. Yeah, there was yeah, a cousin yeah. starting fights, hitting on grab all the girls. The oh, no, no, grab the mic. But, um, definitely like hitting on all the women a fight almost happened outside and i had a we had a trailer that to put equipment and the dad is trying to pay me to throw him in the trailer and take him away <laughs> like it was there's, there's been some cool stuff i've heard some some pretty some mic stuff has been pretty pretty funny you know what i mean i had a dad go up on uh on the mic and uh talk go through all the bride's ex-boyfriends and she's just embarrassed and crying and he's like, oh, she dated the electrician. He thought he was going to electrify her. Like stuff. And the place is dying of laughter. And she's like in tears covering her face. Like, oh my God. But I'm not going to lie to you. Not one person didn't laugh. Like no one could hold in the laughter, even though she was crying. Like we witnessed a shitload of stuff, man. Oh, a shitload. But you, but the, you know, after a while, the speeches all sound the same. You know who Googled what. Yeah. I know it's so annoying. You know, you're just like, oh, not this. And it's the one ones again. that come in, like, oh, my wedding will be different. I'm like, mm-hmm. get in line, girl. You know, not like, not many, not many are different. Not many. You know, um, I, I, I my groomzillas. I had a couple groomzillas. Really, girl, really. Like, he wants. And I question sometimes. I'm like, oh, okay. And 
wow i didn't get that i got the, it was the moms the bride's moms that were very ag- very aggressive with me or play this it's my wedding and i'm like oh my god it's not your wedding but sure like it's yeah. it's intense as a dj kind of sucks sometimes i have to play you know people will be like yo play this and i'm like so I have to pull them aside and bring them to the booth and be like, who's sitting over there? And they're like, a bunch of kids. And who's sitting over there? And like, grandma and grandpa. And I'm like, do you think I should play this song right now? Like, you have to make them realize that you're not at a nightclub right now. Right. You know what I mean? Let's let's maybe try this at midnight if these people do go home. But right now, mm, not a good idea, you know? But it was definitely definitely a good time. I got to meet some great... I'm still friends with some of the... Uh, you know how it is. You're still friends with probably the bride and grooms, right? From do, Yeah, I do. You meet yeah. some really cool people. Um, but yeah, I, I overdid it. I really, really... like it was. I, I think I did 82 events in one year. It was 50-some... Oh I think it was like 50 or 60 weddings. No, it was 60-something weddings. And the rest were Christmas parties. I have a question for you. Yes. Is there any songs that you just like, no, I will never play this? Well, there's always like there's always those those corny songs that is just. Do you just, just say no? I'm sorry, I just don't do that. Yeah, no, I have to. Okay, you have good. To. good. Yeah, I do that with decor too. Sometimes like, ooh, like we're doing great decor, and then all of a sudden like, and then we're gonna bring balloons. I'm like, because it fucking reflects on you, right? I know. I'm like, and then I'm like, well, you know, I try to be as diplomatic, but I'm like, it's a wedding. We're spending money. Your dress, like, come on now. We're not having. We're not gonna cheap it with balloons. Uh, and everybody knows my hatred for balloons and I'm scared of them. So I'm like, no, but at the end of the day, even though it's them and they just insist, I have to take a step back and do not tag my name. Do the, 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 the thing that saved my life at weddings is when I sign a bride and groom, I would have a, um, request sheet and a do not playlist. Mm-hmm. So usually, if anyone has any brains, they're the same songs I don't like. They they probably don't like it. Yeah. So when someone comes and busts my balls to play a song, I just said, "Well, the bride and groom asked me not to play this list here," and it usually, you know, it gets them to buzz off a bit without taking too much heat, right? Okay, so that's smart. Um, never take money for a request because then they then they tend that they think they own you after. Really? Yo, how, here, how much would they give you for a song? What happened at nightclubs? Like you'd get maybe you know you'd, some guy would drop twenty bucks or fifty bucks, play a couple of hits, and you're like, sure. And then he comes and he and he'll be like, and play this, and play that, and play this, and you're like, here's your fifty bucks back because yeah. you're like you're not running my night now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, it, there's some stuff that you just learn not to bother doing. Like, oh, cool, you got tipped. No, take the tip at the end of the night. Don't ever take it in the beginning. Um, yeah, because they they tend to like force their shit on you. <laughs> it's just it was it's too much but don't get me wrong i i was wedding right the hell out my last wedding was i ended up being at the belvedere okay uh pre-covid uh i told her this was my last wedding uh she actually invited most of the staff to come see me after we all had uh-huh. drinks like it was really really well done she told me anytime i wanted to come back uh she'll throw me back on her website um but um it was literally like like I had anxiety at that night. Like I couldn't wait for it to end. Like I was like, I was done. Like I couldn't hear. Just like, <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore, man. I couldn't do it anymore. I, I There's a difference between me and other DJs. I DJed as, for a business. Some people DJ because they love it. I, I've come to the conclusion. I never really loved it, but yeah. I love the business of it. I love uh, building my business. I love the whole aspect of it. But the actual, there's guys that will DJ for free. Mm-mm, not me. No. It's a lot of work. I see you guys. Like, it's the end of the night. Like, you're just like. Oh, thank you. you know, thank you for realizing uh, that. No one gets that. And, you know, like, I, like I'm like i taking down decor. And I see That's you right. guys, like, taking your shit down. Like, it's it's the same. It's it's a, it's a business. With decor, do you have your own decor stuff? Or is it stuff that you rent? Those, those were a lot of it was mine. But it, I, I had to outsource a couple of times. Because yeah. There's no reason for me because I'm not a decor company. True, true. That I I may, didn't make any sense for me to keep all this inventory. But, um you know, I love it, but That's I just, cool. I, I prefer owning like a, a place than just becoming decor because decor is a passion of mine. So I don't want to get too, the kind of like, you know, when it's your passion, you lose it, you lose it. If it starts turning into something else, if the bride asks me, but yeah. That's so cool though. I like that. I love that. I, I always got along with decor people. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, some photographers. You got to meet, you know, you go to another wedding, you're like, hey, you know what I mean? How's it going? I did so many. So I bumped into so many different people all the time, right? So yeah. it was it was legit, but I don't miss it. 
Um, I'd rather be on table 12 now at a wedding than be a DJ. So you want, with the kids or the singles or just, the, just the, the, the annoying cousins, just in the corner, you know, oh. I can, cause I'm pretty loud after a couple of drinks, sit me in the corner. <laughs> if I don't, if I don't interrupt anything and I'll, I'll be all right. That's what I want to be too. Emily. So you said you might be writing a second book. Is, yeah. Tell me what, yeah, what's this, just the idea, just, yeah. just a quick teaser of what your second book. I'm going to tell the truth about, um, what goes on between closed doors. You know, of course, the book is going to give a little bit of idea, but it's just like girls, like stuff that happens. And uh, it's just the stuff we don't really like. We'll talk amongst each other with girls like, oh, my God, you'll never guess what this guy did. Or mm-hmm. they all went to the guy's house and there's like his bathroom was like full of pee everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disgusting. And then he sleeps on the floor. But then he had great, you know, bedroom skills. Like it's all like the truth about all that stuff. And we all laugh about it. So I think I'm going to just kind of again like that but it'll be completely different than my first book i'm hoping my this book is really going to change a way of reading a book hopefully okay so two years you took you to write this book do you uh-huh. not, would you think that your next book you'll have a different method of putting it together yes um i think because i, I made connections along the way this is a this is me who knew nothing about book that's writing, right and i had nobody around me who did so it's, I, I'm all by myself trying to figure this out and, and creating my own path. Um, now the second book, hopefully I, I made some big steps that people are going to be like, oh yeah, that's that chick that wrote that book. Or maybe I'll yeah. <laughs> No, I love that. That's that's good. That's I love it. Like you were saying earlier, you know what I mean? Learn. And this is a learning curve for you, right? Learn. So that's, that's I'd amazing. Rather, I'd rather try and fail than not try at all because that's I don't right. regret. Yeah. That's so cool, Em. I'm so proud of you. You're yeah. one of the hardest working people I've seen out there. Sometimes. Emily's been trying to get on the podcast. She always messages me. She's like, I swear to God, I'm going to make up some time. And I'm I like, some time. I'm good now. Like my schedule is a bit. I less. was like, take your time man. don't force it. Whenever you're free, uh, I'm good. It ended up being, I'm free too. To, so uh, you know what I mean? You came right at the right time for me too. Trust me. We didn't have, it was like the first, the first, the first hour you gave me with, you know, and, and then, can you do it on this day? I was like, absolutely. So it all worked out. Em. It was perfect. But Em, we definitely want, I want to definitely have you back on because before uh, we were, before we were talking about getting you on here, you mentioned something about global warming and stuff like that. So that's something that's, that's passionate about me, like for me too. You know what I mean? So definitely sometime in the new year, hopefully we can I get like you back on the world with my photos. <laughs> that's what you do. You, you're the reason why there's global warming. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much for spending the time with me and talking about your book and everything, all your experiences, man. Next it's time, been a true pleasure. I'll share the title, I promise. I will. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.